This is iFanboy Special Edition Joker. Welcome to my fanboy special edition Joker. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm with Josh Flanagan. Hello. We brought in special commentating guest Mike Romo. Mike Romo. Hello. I'm happy to be here. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> We're talking about Joker, the new film from Warner Brothers and DC uh, Entertainment. I guess would be the right word. <laughs> DC. Uh. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, this uh, the spoilers. Obviously, here's your spoiler warning for the movie. We're going to talk about it and review it. There'll be spoilers. This is co-written and directed by Todd Phillips, who is mostly known for comedies. He did the Hangover films. He did he did Old School, one of Josh and I's favorite movies. He did uh, yeah. a Road Trip, which was based on the college Josh and I went to. Wow. Co-written by Scott Silver and Todd Phillips, starring Joaquin Phoenix as the as Joker slash Arthur Fleck, and uh, some other people we'll talk about in a minute. Um, much controversial film going into it. People were freaking out about it before they even saw it. And uh, here we are. It's having a big weekend. So you're going to set some records, not surprisingly. Interesting because it's not part of the, uh, the DC Cinematic Universe. It's not tied to anything. It's its own It's its own beast. This would be the third movie version of the Joker in the last 11 years. Yeah. Fourth. Fourth? Third. Third. I always forget the toothy one from Suicide Squad. That's the one I always forget. So you had Heath Ledger in 2008. And then you yeah. had... Jared Leto in Suicide Squad. That's and, the one. And then Joaquin Phoenix the Joker. None of them are the same characters. They're all different characters. It's all different worlds. This is a film that uh, takes place all on its own, um, which is unusual, which I, apl- I applaud them for doing. Yeah, for sure. So this film is already, as I said, controversial, but also garnering wildly different reactions. Some people like it. Some people hate it. Some people are indifferent. I would not be surprised if there are wildly different reactions on this show, but we'll find out. We'll see. Now. Don't you put me in a box, man. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't know. Mike and I saw it together, but we didn't talk yeah. about it afterwards. I don't know how Mike felt about it. Yeah. yeah. It could be anything. Mike was squirming a lot. There was this high squirm factor. It was good. I mean, I mean, when you're walking out and the guy next to you is cutting, you, you know, <laughs> like that's a sign. <laughs> right. Okay. So let's get into it. So I, I really liked it. I, mean, I think there's a lot of problems. There's something I didn't like, but ultimately I thought it was utterly compelling uh, I thought it was really intense. And I thought Joaquin Phoenix is one of our best actors and deserves to be in the in the conversation of the best actors. He's you cannot take your eyes off him. I thought he was incredible. It was, I feel like just his face should get a nomination as well as the human body that is his Mr. Phoenix because his just watching the way he would contort his cheeks and just he was he was so malleable mm-hmm. as the Joker and 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 even when. He was all whenever he was on screen, you just couldn't help watch him. I, I've I've never seen anybody embody sort of the classic silent film physicality, uh, amazing physicality work. It's, he's like Buster Keaton, Charlie Chaplin rolled up into a dark, dark ball of pain. But um, I agree. I, I whenever I would sort of drift, I felt like I had two actors to follow. I had Phoenix, and then I had the city of Gotham. Yes, we're definitely going to talk about that in a second. Completely, Josh. Oh, yeah. 
Uh, it was a movie <laughs> that featured uh, things in it from people who seemed to know what they were doing in their movie-going uh, performances, and uh, I don't, I don't, I don't get the point. I don't want to ever see it again. I can recognize it was good. Uh, I wanted to leave. We put you in the box, and you stay in the box. Yeah. That box. It's a comfortable box. My my whole thing was it was exactly what I thought it would be. I wasn't surprised by it. Um, I expected great performances. I expected sort of this this story, but I felt like the story itself was very much by the numbers, and yep. and I just didn't fe- didn't I didn't feel like it changed me at the end. Um, I really only saw it because uh, of this show. I was really, I wasn't even sure if I was going to see it in the theaters. I'm glad I did so I can be part of the conversation just in general. I wasn't going to. Like, very specifically at first. I was like, why is that being made? And then I did start to see sort of the buzz, like, oh, it's won an award, it's this. And I was like, well, that's kind of interesting. Right. Um, So I I was, you know, I went freely. Uh, (laughs) And I'm not angry. It's not like, it's not like when we saw any of the other terrible movies. It wasn't like Aquaman where I was like trying to claw my eyes out, but it was at first Joaquin Phoenix creeps me out. I don't like him. It doesn't mean he's bad. I just, he makes me uncomfortable and I don't know why I would want to spend that much time with him and with his face that big. Well, that, that, and that means that he is perfect casting because I, I know that, body but I, this character. I don't understand. I don't understand the appeal of the whole thing. Like, it's just like at the end you feel bad and I can watch taxi driver and I can watch King of comedy and those already exist. So well, this is, a, th- 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 this is a film page. that takes those influences very heavily on its, on its sleeve. Yes, it does. Let's talk about one influence I think really worked and one yes. that I think didn't work. And we'll th- we can, we can debate really. I mean, it, it is seventies and eighties, New York, but I was really impressed with this Gotham city when I was watching it. I thought, okay, this is, this is the first Gotham City that I feel like Batman would have had to have come out of. I agree sure. with you entirely. Completely. I, 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 yeah. Although it was really hard for me to not just be like, that's New York City. I mean, it, it is, and it was, but like... No, I know that, but they did change the skyline, which I thought yes. was a good... Yeah, and they yeah, shot it They shot it in New Jersey, they shot some in New York, they shot all over the place, but, you know, the, the Nolan films, it's a very different kind of corrupt Gotham City. Burton's is very uh, stylized, but... This one is the first time I felt like, oh, this city needs a Batman. And that's this is the first time you'd ever felt like this is like Gotham. You know, people talk about Gotham being scary, you know, yeah. in the comics, like it's a scary place to go. It never really felt that scary before. You know, it was, it was right. Chicago before and it was other things. But this is a prime. I, I don't want to go to this Gotham City. And I just love the first minutes it opens with with the announcer day 13 or whatever, the garbage strike. And I'm like, oh, man. Because just even even when there's not a strike, for those of you who've never been to New York, there's still trash bags everywhere. Right. And 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 during the summer, it already smells bad. So yeah. like just the entree of that going, and then watching it over time, more and more trash bags piling up as the resentment and the pain and all the film starts building. I just thought it was a great. And, and and it really showed where the movie was going. But I thought it was a great sort of okay. This is we're we're stepping in a world of trash, literally. Yeah, and I, I, I really liked that bit. They, the world of yeah. it was... And I, I love the art direction. I love the world building of the environment. Incredible. It felt like a terrible place to live. It felt like a place that would birth the Joker and also birth Batman. And that, 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 that I really liked. I mean, in terms of the references that you were... Were you talking about... Because we briefly acknowledged and appreciated sort of the Dark Knight aspect of this, especially with the talk show and the screens and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I must admit, I kept waiting for him to gas 
the audience. Like the right. entire movie, I was like, well, the gassing's coming. And I was really kind of curious how he was going to do it. And I, it, was, it, it played out the way it was going to play out. But I really thought that was an interesting sort of anchor that you knew. The thing is, it was like a toilet bowl flushing, right? We mm. knew where it was going to go. We, we were just covered in grime and filth. And it was going to end up on that couch. And so in a weird way, I was felt impatient for the ending to come because I just knew where it was all going. I was never really surprised by the film. Mm-hmm. No, I, I was like, I didn't know exactly what the twist would be, but I was like, there's going to be a twist with the mom right. coming up. The, oh, he's definitely going to kill this fat clown. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's not going to kill the little person. And he right. didn't. I was like, if he kill, uh, yeah. and that's really where it all comes down to it. And, and mm-hmm. this is a, di- I have a different perspective on it. If it's the Joker versus movie about crazy guy. Uh, because I have very – I understand I'm a flexible thinking comic book reader, but I do have thoughts about the Joker. And one of them is I don't want to know his origin. Right, sure. I don't want to know anything about it. I don't want it explained. I do not want to feel pity for him. I do not want to yeah. – like, I, I like – and that was the thing that was best about Heath Ledger. It was that like – I remember the first time in that movie when he started to tell his origin. I was like, please don't. And then he went and he told a different version later. I was like, oh, they got it. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this, it was a little – you know, now if it's not Joker, that doesn't matter. And I know that this isn't the Joker; it's just a Joker, and that's fair. Mm. But you know, I, I don't know. I, I I I don't know that I ever really felt my footing in like finding what to care about. Yeah. Let's back up for one second because I know there are some yeah. people who mentioned to us that they are going to listen to the show and not see the movie. So let's just real quickly okay. say yeah, that. Uh, so the movie opens with Arthur Fleck, who is uh, Joaquin Phoenix. He's a he's a party clown. He gets hired out to kids' parties and hospitals and things. And and he lives with his mother, who is infirm, and he takes care of her. And they live in a terrible, you know, rundown building in an apartment, a terrible neighborhood in, in Gotham. And she's constantly writing letters to Thomas Wayne, asking for help because for thirty years she worked for him. And and th- th- there's a whole thing that that comes to fruition. But he gets fired from his job because he's hilariously terrible. At his job, he's given a gun by the fat clown. He's, he brings it to a children's hospital and drops yep. it in the middle of a performance and gets fired. There is the conceit that he suffers from this condition yes. where he bursts when he's stressful and when he's in stress or reacting to something, he starts laughing uncontrollably to the point that he has a laminated card that he hands people with that excuse. And, and then, of course, please return that card, which I thought was kind of funny. But as someone who bursts out laughing whenever he has to uh, lift something heavy or encounters a lot of humidity, I actually really related to that. So I thought that, but that was kind of this weird conceit. Like the reason why he's such a crazy laughter guy is like, it's actually this physical thing inside of him mentally. Um, Wait and a then minute, the other you ask- burst out laughing when you, you encounter humidity? When I get stressed. Oh, well, yeah. When I leave Houston out of an air-conditioned building, and it's that humid. I burst out laughing. It, you've got to. Didn't you it's live in Manhattan? I no, but I, I yes, and and I would. Bur- I was always laughing in Manhattan. Driving no, and then tears, and then tears. <laughs> but but it, but it also opens up with he's in. He has psychological problems. He's seeing a counselor, yep. and then they cut the funding and and his drugs right. basically. So at the beginning, of the movie just un- not unlike the the toilet bowl thing. As sort of I thought. As the drugs wore off and the lack of anybody for him to talk to, things got darker and darker and darker. So and, continue with your... And he also has this aspirations to be a stand-up comedian. He, he successfully yeah. watches the Murray Franklin show, which is a late-night talk show hosted by uh, Robert De Niro. I want to talk about him in a second. Yeah. 
and he lives these fantasy lives in his head where he's you know being accepted by Murray Franklin as a you know from as an audience member, and he goes out and hug, they hug each other. So he lives this very vivid fantasy life. He wants to be a stand-up comedian. He's a he's a clown. He's got a sick mother. He has a next door neighbor played by Zazie Beats. So Zazie Beats, Zazie Beats. It's Beats. They encounter each other in the hallways and the elevators and things, and then. All of this starts to fall apart as his Mike said his mental state falls apart, and we go down the road of him becoming the Joker. Now, one of the things that's happening is that Thomas Wayne is running for mayor of Gotham because Gotham is 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 in trouble. It's it's very much seventies New York where the city was just crumbling, and his mother tells Arthur that she he is in fact the son of Thomas Wayne. They had an affair when she worked for him, and he won't help her, and and that's when I was like, oh fuck, but. <laughs> Like many things in the movie, you're not quite sure yeah. what's true and what's not true, which I actually kind of liked mm-hmm. because because at first you think he's Bruce Wayne's half brother, and then yeah, because I thought that's that's exactly what they do with this movie. Fuck that. Then, but then it's revealed that maybe that's not true because he finds his paperwork from the hospital and he was adopted because he lived in an orphanage and he was abandoned. But then later on, there's a hint that they actually did have an affair, so maybe he is. So there's a lot of unresolved questions with that, which I actually kind of liked. And then of course he confronts. Thomas Wayne, he confronts Bruce Wayne at one point, and a, a 70s-esque viral video of him being uh, having a horrible open mic night as a stand-up comedian. He ends up being invited to the Murray Franklin show, where he dons the full Joker gear because earlier in the film he had murdered three uh, stockbrokers on the subway who were harassing a woman. He didn't murder them for harassing the woman, he just murdered them because they were, they were beating him up. And he starts a movement, a movement against the 1%, basically. And, and Thomas Wayne calls the poor clowns, which I did, really hated on the news. So the everyone starts wearing clown masks, and he inspires this clown movement. And at the end, there's a, there's a riot in the streets. Uh, all these people dressed as clowns. And he goes on the Murray Franklin show and kills Murray Franklin and and then goes out and sort of becomes the uh, hero of the riot, only to be subdued and taken to Arkham Asylum, where he ends up, the movie. So that's basically the arc of the film. But during that riot where the Joker is born, during that riot, the same crime where Bruce's parents are murdered, right, that's the very same night. And so it's also the birth of Batman as right. well. So that I very, found yeah. I found that to be a little shoehorned in. Like, I feel like if, you, if you're not going to do I thought, well, OK, you're going to do the Joker, do the Joker. And I was like, oh, they're still doing it. I was honestly story. surprised we got Bruce Wayne. I was surprised we got Thomas Wayne. Yeah. And Alfred. I was really surprised all that happened. At I don't all. think you need any of that. I'm telling you, if you find a man with his fingers in your kid's mouth, making a smile. <laughs> yeah. That man doesn't walk away unscathed. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> was weird. Ugh. It was Alfred. I don't think he saw it because he was coming from behind. But, it, yeah. it was, do you think that was Alfred? Because at first it was, it was Alfred. Like, oh, it's he's, Alfred. A, he's in the credits. It's Alfred. And it was oh. horrible, horrible casting. Right. Well, that's, I decided while I was watching it, I was like, that's not going to be Alfred for me. Yeah. Yeah. Once before I die, I would just like to see the comic book Alfred on the screen. Just once. Six foot tall, 160 pounds, pencil thin mustache. I want. I want to see that Alfred. I don't want to see I mean, like. The closest you got was a Batman TV show. That's the closest we've gotten is is the Batman TV show. You know, we've had like SAS Alfred. We've had like heavy, you know, Roly Poly Alfred. I want. I want Alfred. <laughs> well, that'll be the next one. I, I hated Alfred in this movie, um, yeah. and I hated the characterization of Thomas Wayne in this movie. Me too. Although I got why they did it, and they needed that character. I hated that it was Thomas Wayne. Didn't I didn't have like to be him. Could have been a cobble pot. Could have been a dozen things. Right. I just hate those are the two things I hated the most about the movie. I feel like that was DC. I felt like there were a lot of things where they try to like to sort of hey look we're tweaking the canon but we're not really canon but hey we're, we're kind of like very self aware that we're in this sort of Batman thing but we're not really going to go there but we're going to go there 
enough. And so I, I felt like they kept playing with that, and I just thought it was a, an unnecessary angle. You had enough going on. Besides Scott City being New York in the 70s, the other big influence was, as Josh said, King of Comedy, and mm-hmm. also Taxi Driver. So you had Robert De Niro playing Murray Franklin, who I don't think was right. Yeah. I actually... I thought he was good in the final scene because he got to, he was actually doing drama. But as a as a host, he didn't look like he's somebody who would actually be on but, TV. But I, liked, I I went to bed the same thinking the same thing, but for Gotham City, that that De Niro's the host of the talk show, that this is the people that people look forward to spending their night with and going to bed with. Like it's even more dreary than you can imagine that Robert De Niro is your Johnny Carson. So in that way, I thought it really worked because he was sort of an inappropriate talk show host. He's like the worst. And and the end of it is like, remember, folks, that's life, you know. <laughs> so that so in a way that that actually I mean, he, he could be kind of Joe Fra- Joe Franklin esque. I guess that's why they. I guess that works. He called him Murray I mean, Franklin. He was there was Joe Franklin. So I, I guess that works. Cool I've never seen um I've never seen him do a character like that. It's yeah. funny because if you think of Casino, he played a talk show host in Ace Rothstein, but he was <laughs> awful. And then I was like, who would put this show on? But this like he was doing it. He was doing his little like, dancey thing, and he was doing the. I actually thought it was really good, and and I bought it, especially in the context of that time frame when they'd have like you know hard faced smokers, you know. Oh, and, 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 there, was a, there was a guy named Joe Franklin who had a talk yeah. show. Who, yeah, I know. Um, so uh, and and also like I thought his attitude backstage was a really cool contrast. Yes. you know, like I was like, oh, that's a TV guy. That's totally hundred percent there. I the, and one of the only times I was taken out of was like. I knew Mark Maron was going to show up, and I was like, where's Mark Maron going to be? And then he showed up, and I was like. I kind of wish that wasn't Mark Maron, only because I was like, "That's Mark Maron." Well, I'm, I'm glad he got a nice payday. I am too. No, he got to do a scene with 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 De Niro. It made him very happy. Yeah, I thought De Niro was great in the in the, in the, in the climax. Yeah. I thought when he when he had to switch from being comedian to being scared and trying to talk the, the guy down, and I thought that was I thought he was very good because he's De Niro. He's a very good actor. Oh yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> so then he had a couple of cops on his tail. I, I was hoping Bill Camp's character would be Bullock, but whatever, it wasn't Bullock. He. He got. He didn't look well. I was like, "Is that Bill Camp?" Right. Some, some between now and the night of. Oh, and there was this whole sort of like sixth sense kind of thing where he had. We thought he had a relationship with the woman down the hall, but it turns out she wasn't really there. Well, that's what I mean. It's all part of. He had a very vivid fantasy life where he, he was not actually on Murray Franklin originally. He was not actually dating the girl down the hall. Like, but, it, was it was, but it was interesting, like because they really went with the dating thing, right? In terms of the unreliable narrator, and I guess it made sense given his his drug withdrawal and everything. But I thought that even that was kind of a little too cute. But I guess at the end of the day, why would she ever hang out with? The, well, that's the, the thing. When, when they first started yeah. being together, I was like, wow, she's really. She's really reaching. Like, why is she hanging out with this weird dude? And, <laughs> yeah. and she, and you know, it made sense because she wasn't. Yeah, but you know, it's funny though, is that the unreliable narrator thing—it kind of works and it kind of doesn't. Because after that, I was like, well, what the heck? What is real? Like, what am I watching? So, is he actually going on the show at this point? Like, why should I believe that? Mm-hmm. You know, or or why? Like, did he really do the stand-up? Like, was <laughs> that real? As the medicine's wearing off, he's not having his fantasies anymore. Ironically, it's everything that was on a TV screen seems to be real, right? It's like we, we know it's real because at the end they pull back and you see all this footage in the news. Even the stand-up comedy routine is made real because someone taped it and it's on the t- show. So maybe that's a comment. Like nothing's real unless you see it on a screen. I thought the relationship thing was like kind of like this red herring for, for nothing. You didn't, I don't know if you really needed that other than to say, look how crazy he is. He's so desperate for something, for some connection. 
yeah. some human connection, someone to see him. That's this whole thing, right? He's, I've lived here and no yeah. one's ever seen me until now. I, he's so desperate to be noticed because he was put in this earth to make people laugh, as his mother told him. And he's never had that other than when he's been a clown for, the, for people at parties. So that was really interesting because she even tells him, you want to be a comedian, but you need to be funny to be a comedian. So I think if she really did say you're here to make people laugh, it w- it might have been a nicer choice if he really did make her laugh and she was the only one that laughed at his jokes. You know when it, you know, oh Arthur, you're so funny. Because if even if it is mom doesn't even I mean because then it doesn't it doesn't connect. So I, I thought that might have been a little bit more poignant. But to Josh's point, we don't necessarily want to empathize with him in the first place. I mean, we empathize with them a little. Because apparently he was a abused child, and, and you you know that's you can yeah. absolutely empathize with that. But one of the criticisms I saw of the film was they're making this character heroic. I didn't find that at all. He's completely not he's at all. repugnant. You don't you don't if you're inspired by him, you've got a lot of other issues. It's not because of well, this I, film. I think that's the fear though, is that people will be like, I do feel like that. I'm doing what he did because they're fucked up and he's fucked up, and it is a weird thing to highlight right now. Do you guys want to talk about this sort of weird pre-reaction that people are having to the film? Because at the end of the day, I think it's a whole lot of noise about nothing. Uh, there's nothing. Heath Ledger, yeah, when he sure. was the Joker, I mean, he was kind of awesome. You know, he was funny. He was charming. He was engaging. He was incredibly charismatic. He and was he's super smart. People believed in him. He orchestrated this crazy shit. This guy's just a loser. There's no upside to this loser. Well, I, I think that it, one of the things I like about the Joker and always have is that he, he can represent many things. The Heath Ledger one was the chaos. You know, he wasn't the bad guy. And then this is yeah. psychosis and anger. I'm going to go out on a limb and it's, this is controversial and I'm not putting my stake in the ground. Because I've seen The Dark Knight dozens of times. That, uh, I'm, not, I'm not Like Josh, I'm not even sure I'm going to see this one again, even though I liked it. But I think Joaquin Phoenix might have been better. <sighs> This is more of the comic book Joker, the one right. the create the Joker that Heath Ledger was a wholly created Joker. It's utterly compelling. You can't take your eyes off him. It's a great character. He deserved that Oscar, whether he had lived or not, he would have gotten it. I I can't say enough about that that performance. But when he dons the full Joker gear, and he's wearing the suit. He's wearing the purple suit and the and the mustard vest and the green shirt, just like the comic book character. And he dances down the stairs. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy shit! It's it's. It's the Joker. It's the long-limbed Joker from the comics. Who I think you're, and also, the, and then when right he switches to the subway and he walks out with the, the psychotic look on his face, mm-hmm. I thought in that in those two moments they had for the first time ever captured the Joker from the comic books on screen, and and that this I think this Joker is much more once he becomes the full-fledged Joker is much more the Joker from the books, and also the very end too when he. He's in Arkham and he kills the doctor and he's running around Arkham and they're chasing him in his bloody footprints. I thought that was very much comic booky Joker too. I thought, I thought once he changes over and puts the makeup on, it was the first time we've had a, the full fledged Joker on in the movie screen. That's right. So, I I absolutely agree with you. I saw that several times. Again, like I said, like I, I really like it, but I can. God damn it, I respect it. Um, no, I respect. Joaquin Phoenix performance was interesting is that that long limb thing I thought was really interesting sort of the way he moved yeah was really interesting and I don't just mean like the and the way he ran no, yes. well hold on I'm getting there uh I don't just mean the the weird like like the bending his back and shoulders yep. and moving over or whatever but literally the way he walked mm-hmm. 
like it had that like his his feet stuck out and it has that strange gait was really interesting and then finally it was interesting i don't know how old joaquin phoenix is i know he's older than me so that means he's near 50 and i was like that's a lot of energy to be putting out for a man of that age and i was i was really impressed by that and then finally if i might say I don't know that I would say that he was better than, than Heath Ledger. I think that that's a subjective thing. And sure, it's of course subjective. It, and it's context also. But that was the scariest, creepiest, and best Joker laugh I have ever heard in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah. It, and it, that it, includes, you know, like, whatever Mark Hamill did, which is my sure. favorite Joker. You know, this was actually scary. I was like, ugh. That's, I don't know that I'd heard that in real life, but I was like, oh, that's what's supposed to be. Like, this is Scott Snyder's Joker. Mm-hmm, like, yeah. it's... This uh, that his 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 laughter came out of pain, right? It came out of it almost was like the golem. Hollum, hollum. There were points where the laughter was choking him, and it was like something that was coming out. I I, I expected him to spit bile out out of this laughter, which made it all the more acidic. Which 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 me. I mean, I thought that was really really interesting. It wasn't it wasn't mirth in other people's pain. It was just him in agony. And, and again, it's like his physicality is like an old, what is it? The Max Fletcher cartoons, the old Looney Tunes, that mm-hmm. wiggly bits and stuff. It looked like an old vaudeville cartoon. It's the man who smiles, right? There's that frame from that silent film that looks, yep. it's like right in the same angle, the whole thing. It's like that's when the movie sort of transcended itself is when, especially even if, even if it is in the trailers that dance down the staircase, I was looking at his feet and he is really going for it. And there's not a lot of surface area and the, the shoes are oversized. And so for him to be able to do that kind of dance, it's the only time that he's got rhythm is when he's doing that kind of physicality. Yeah. It's incredible. And, it, and the thing is, it's not a dance of joy. It's a dance of torture and glee at the same time. Uh, I love amazing. That, that set where they shot that, those oh. that huge stairway. Mm-hmm. Uh, into that, it's funny because what's his name, Anton First? Didn't he? He won an Oscar yeah, for yeah. signing the '89 Batman movie, and I'm like, this is a much better design. Like, this is the oh. best. You're right; it's the best Gotham in terms of that. Like, Jesus, what a shithole! For sure. And and I love the subway cars going into it, and you realize because like there's no escaping this Gotham; it goes on forever. These tenement yeah, yeah. buildings go on forever. And I used to live in an old tenement building on East 105th. And you just and it was a fine building. It was a Spanish Harlem. It was fine. But you, I've been to other buildings where it's been like that, where it's yelling and it's just everybody's crammed in <laughs> and it smells. And then there's the heat. This is the different kind of New York where you can feel that cold, wet, that rain, that wet sidewalk, that oppressiveness. You can, you can smell incredible. the urine. <laughs> yeah. uh, That's not even a joke. No, that's literally the smell. It's, and I, I was kind of very intrigued, knowing you know, seeing. I've been, you've seen, everybody's seen those old subway cars, but I, I don't know if there's been a lot of modern day younger audiences have yeah. seen really what New York used to be like. That was like, the New York of my childhood. That's what New York incredible. Was like. yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't know if this was a big budget movie, but the whole time I was thinking, wow, they really. <laughs> Spent a lot of money on recreating, like all the cars, the subway yeah. trains themselves, the yeah. the, the signage, the the a lot of extras and clothing, and I was, you know, this is a full on period piece. I, and I just remember uh, the lights don't usually go off as much uh, as often but anymore. They but using it, but but back then and that effect of the blackouts during the train, 
oh, it's incredibly claustrophobic and an incredible way to tell it. And I think, sequence. I mean, I think uh, there was incredible sequences. The the yeah. sequence with the three stockbrokers was was really incredible. Amazing. The sequence, uh, basically, for me, once 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 the he's putting on the makeup and the two clowns come over, from that mm. point to the end, I was I was all in. Like I I, I thought yeah. that was incredibly well done ending. The, the middle and the got a little dicey. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah. Good. So let's transition to what Mike wanted to talk about more was was the pre reaction. I don't want to get too deep into into it, but one of the things I saw was people really complaining about the ultra violence of this movie, and so I was I was going in expecting it to be really rough, and yeah. it just seemed like standard action movie violence. I mean, we I saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood twice this summer, and it was way way way, way worse, <laughs> way more violent, way more violent, way more I mean, ultra violent. Like- two real violent scenes and it's the joker right so and it's it's i, I assume it's r-rated i didn't check yeah it was but r-rated like, yeah it's an r-rated joker movie so you know i can't believe we're at a point where we're still talking about violence i know like in that sense like well uh, it just seemed the, the most violent to... part was when he slammed the guy's head into the wall but it was all off screen I mean, I just, I just didn't get it at all. It wasn't even very violent at all. I didn't think. I think they were just was it was the complaint that this movie was going to be glorifying violence, and at the end of the day, the violence was just, it wasn't, it certainly wasn't glorious, and it certainly didn't look feel cool or anything. It just felt raw. But at the end of the day, it wasn't that violent of a movie. No. And it and it wasn't this sort of like. Uh, mass murder as hero as beacon of truth God, no. or anything like that and 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 the gang violence itself was clumsy and frenetic and scary. at the end of the days very scary and certainly nothing to look forward to that whole the whole sequence inside the subway car was incredible yeah. uh, the, the the violence on that and how that unfolded but even then it wasn't gory it was just more chaotic and scary yeah so, I, I, yeah I think if you're if you're someone who will be inspired by this movie, you you have yeah. issues beyond the film, and you will you something you, something would have inspired you no matter what. I mean, it's just it's that's true. If it's it, not the excuse, this is not an excuse for violence. You know, it's not like oh, I finally saw this movie. It would be something other farther harder. I, I don't it know. It could work as a trigger for a weirdo. I mean, right. but, sure. so could, but so like, could any any, just, any movie. I know they could also go watch Taxi Driver, or they could watch you know whatever like. It's probably thousands. You don't. Things, there's but. there's a no point other than when you find for me anyway that I found, when you find out he was an abused child, I felt sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. Really, I mean, in the very beginning a little bit, but the problem is you know he's a joker, so you really don't feel that sympathetic towards him. I mean, just as a performer, I felt really bad for him on the uh, the stand up comedy thing. When he couldn't <laughs> yeah. That's just nothing. That, that was I, I didn't. Want, that was the scene I was really looking not looking forward to. Like, <laughs> genuinely, <laughs> that. Oh God! When, when he was going up on stage, Mike and I both sort of turned into human uh, human balls. We both sort of <laughs> watching comedians bomb is the worst thing on earth. I had to do that professionally for a little while. My old my uh, old old PA job on a stand up show. We yeah. had to, we had to audition stand ups. It was the worst. I've never in my life wanted to be swallowed up by a sinkhole. <laughs> you remember when our old boss at the job that we worked at together took us all out like to a comedy club or a comedy show? It was like in the middle of the afternoon, okay. I think. Oh God. And and like that. the audience divided into two camps on either side, and they both hated everything, but in different ways. Oh, oh, it's the worst. It was in the middle of the day. Oh, daytime <laughs> comedy, daytime comedy failure. I mean, in a way, it's a very effective scene. I mean, if and if an audience member even feels a tenth of the squirming that Connor and I were experiencing, <laughs> then then at least they were tied into watching it get amplified by the Joker, despite being in the spotlight, not being seen. 
I wasn't looking forward to the scene, but I think you kind of got to have it just to show. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, uh, I did kind of, I mean, the annoying person in me was like, so wait, are they filming all of the stand up at this club? And why are there multiple angles? It just, and usually, you know, tape looks terrible when you're videotaping a live performance. So I was a little bit, that sort of viral video aspect of it mm-hmm. was kind of lame to me because oh, I, I just had, didn't buy that I at all. I noticed that, but you're absolutely right. There, there are definitely things that I think didn't work. It's not, this is not a perfect movie. I really, I enjoyed it and I thought Phoenix was amazing, but I, I, I don't think this was a perfect movie. I, I, I don't think I'll see it again. I mean, I might catch it again if it's on television, but I'm not going to go see it again. I'm not going to buy it or anything. And I'm not even sure, like, because people have asked, would you recommend I see it? I'm like, listen, I'm like, well, listen to the show. But it's it. I, my thing is like, it's got great performances, but it pretty much is what you think it is. And if you kind of yes. are curious, then go for it. But you're not going to be wowed by it. It's not. It's not. There's nothing unexpected about this film. I don't know. I, I mean, I would recommend just for his performance. I think he's he's so good in this movie. I I gotta say, like the idea of a second person winning an award for playing the Joker, I'm like, ah, we have to do that. <laughs> <laughs> like we made the point already, but like I don't want to combine Oscar runs with superhero movies. Like it's mm. too it's funny. I mean, we were t- Mike. That was, that was all Mike and I talked about and movie wise afterwards. We were like, can someone win an Oscar for twice for playing the Joker? And I, yeah. it's entirely possible. I, I, I think it is entirely yeah. possible, but oh, for sure, he's in almost every every frame of this movie. Yeah, you can't. I couldn't take my eyes off him. He's so weird. He's a he's a very weird, strange looking and acting person, and it works. He's lucky he's an actor because it works. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's like I always like to I always like to think of the character in her and this guy Arthur as kind of the same person. Just one, you know, like in another movie, maybe the her guy becomes this Joker guy, but but it's the same thing. He is completely transformative as an actor, and. You're right. The, the amount of pressure for him to be the leading role and have almost every single scene feature him and to be that, that consistent, it's, in, it's incredible stamina. And, and uh, it was wild to me because this is the first time that I felt that he looked kind of old. Mm-hmm. You know, he was gaunt and sure, but his face had sort of older person wrinkles. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, this is this is kind of really interesting because oftentimes when you see the sort of sad sack, they're still in their twenties or their thirties. And, but no, this guy has been living this tortured life for a long time. And only now in his fifties is he's coming out as the Joker. He's not so I 50s. thought that was, he's, kind not, of he's not his fifties. He's like, I mean, Joaquin Phoenix is like 44, 45. He looks, he looks really old. Really? Yeah. He's born in 74. He's the oh, only okay. guy who's done. So that's, that's well, 40, 47. 74? 45. 45. God, he's a young... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 45. Oh, look, he's a rough and tumble 45. A lot of cigarettes. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. But I was going to say, he's the first guy I've ever seen who really like played the role and had the face, and there wasn't really any makeup or prosthetics yeah. to it. And that was, like, great, was, that was great, too, was that, you know... His uh, creepy he nose. Doesn't have the, he doesn't have the scars that, 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 that they had for Dark Knight. And it was just a, just well, a yeah. face. Because Heath Ledger was beautiful. Yeah, like, I know. It but like they, they allowed it to just be the just be the face of the guy. I wish I wish his nose wasn't red, but that's just me being a comic book weirdo. But like, it, it, he he looked he looked he looked as scary as Heath Ledger without the need to to scary up his face in terms of the yeah. scarring, and uh, that that to me is the power of not having to do all these. You don't need to take the extra step with the Joker. The Joker's scary enough mm-hmm. as as he is. Mm-mm. I just. 
man, as a as a longtime Batman fan, I just I could not believe what I was seeing for the last you know fifteen twenty yeah. minutes of that movie. It, it I just incredible. It was great, and and his demeanor, you know, on the sofa, yeah. right, and being entirely in charge of that entire moment. Finally, he's in charge, and people are watching him, and such casual sort of uh, this relation, you know, the full throated kiss on the. On the 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 sex uh, advisor lady, Doctor Ruth, which is hilarious. Doctor, yeah, the Doctor Ruth character, and just controlling that uneasiness that you you really see like this is the launching pad. I I just love that whole sequence. I love the talk show sequence. I thought it was the long look through the joke so book. Good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so good. Uh, and I love the rehearsing for it too. I'm like, I, I, as a, it was very. It was very cool. That part of it was very cool. I, I kind of like what you're saying, Connor. There, were, I felt like there were a lot of really good sequences. Yeah, that all went in the order that I thought they would go to, and at the end of it, I was, I'm happy. I saw it. I don't need to see it again. And I know that certain people will probably not need to see this film unless they're really, really curious. But I don't think it's a zeitge- I don't think it's the zeitgeist of Dark Knight. No, 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 and I, I felt similarly, and I'm not at all comparing this to the level of quality of Taxi Driver, but I, I spent like 25 years in between viewings of Taxi Driver because I didn't need that stress, and this was... Yeah. yeah, I will never watch The Deer Hunter again. This is like, again, I'm not saying this is Taxi Driver, but I'm saying the, the amount of intense stress this, this created in me <laughs> is something I don't necessarily need to revisit anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. And that's, I think, it's a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it, was, it wasn't like... I could point to many of these comic book films that... I could take or leave and never never think about it again. This is when at least I'm going to think about. It. I'm going to definitely think about that last 20 minutes again. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I'd rewatch that sequence and some other other scenes. But it, it left a mark one, one way or another. I think that in that way yeah. it was successful. Yeah. Any final thoughts before we wrap it up? No, not really. So let's do our patented iFanboy ratings. Ratings. Did you ratings. patent that, Josh? Were you were you going to do that? Was that the patent? Yeah. Well, it's not ours. So, <laughs> so damn it. <laughs> So out of five stars, uh, this is a tough, tough one. Uh, my mind keeps going back to, th- to three and a half. Well, it's one of those things like it was good, but I didn't enjoy it. Right. Like it's, it's like Fun Home or, you know, like, like this is great. I'm so depressed. I don't I don't want to see this. So, and that makes it hard to rate something because a low rating would mean that it didn't have quality to it or, right. or, or, you know, positive things. But also, is it enjoyable? Mm, that's, that that well, does put you in the, yeah. in the, you know, three area. Yeah. I'm going with the three eight. So three point five plus wow. three bonus points for Phoenix's. Do you enjoy? So you enjoyed it? I'm I'm glad I saw it. I enjoy. You know, I enjoyed. <laughs> no, I I I enjoyed. I really enjoyed the world building. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed like getting a chance to visit a place I would never want to visit again. Like I really, I loved seeing a really great physical comic embody the, the, the pain and chaos of the Joker. And um, so I, I, I enjoyed, I, and I, I mean, I very much enjoyed the performance. I didn't enjoy it from a like love perspective, but I was so in awe of what he was doing that I'm really glad to have experienced it on on a big screen, mm-hmm. you know, it, when it came out, that kind of thing. I think I have to bump it up to three point seven five for the world for the for Gotham City, which I thought was Beautiful. just just amazing. I am so glad I don't live there. 
I, I can really point to it. I mean, you can really point to it. Go, oh, you want to see, you know what? It, it like things were were like that. And you I can grew up there. Grow, I was yep. a child there. We're a child in that. You're gonna yeah. die there, you know. You're gonna die there, you know. It's like they should have like a trigger warning for people who grew up in Manhattan. <laughs> it's like in the beginning. Actually, what do you think the word was? trigger is a trigger warning for people who <laughs> yeah, grew so, up in Manhattan. Also, the word crack. Um, crack vials. <laughs> I'm going to go 3.25. All right. Like, I've point. already been asked, like, what did you think? Did you like it? And my wife asked me first thing this morning. I was like, yeah. no, no, but it was good. That's <laughs> really where I'm at. We probably average out to about 3.5. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That's fair. All right, so uh, if you have thoughts on Joker, you go to ifanboy.com. There'll be a post for the show. You can tell us what you thought there. We all had thoughts, many thoughts, many differing opinions. I think the best part was that we didn't see the Birds of Prey trailer at the beginning of it. I did. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I they, did. I, I, I got I to say, I got a spate. It was a, a solid a half hour of trailers. We had AMC? Yeah, many That's of which right. I hadn't seen. And I was actually, many of these movies look pretty good. But after after about twenty minutes, I was like, "Ah, oh, fucking enough! Let's go." AMC really just beats yeah. you into submission. We we saw it at theaters only shows three trailers before the movie. But on the other hand, I have my Stubbs premiere card, so I get to cut the line and get in the short line, which I love doing every time, like an asshole. Wow, <laughs> it's just uh, Mayor Stubbs. So uh, we have a couple more special edition shows before the year's out. In addition to our weekly Pick of the Week show, which Josh and I talk about the week's comics, we have one more animated Brain Trust review of Wonder Woman Bloodlines. We have, of course, the end of the year Star Wars, uh, the Rise of Skywalker review, and uh, oh. that's our final one. So this is our second to last you know, big screen movie review. We'll be back for Star Wars in December. Until then, I am Connor. And I'm Josh. I'm and I'm Mike. You can be Mike. I'll be out. All night for you. I've been a puppet, a pauper, a pirate, a poet, a pawn and a king. I've been up and down and over and out. And I know one thing. Each time I find myself flat on my face, I pick myself up and get back in.